Welcome to the FPL Blues Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Chin Nation, Brian Chin, behind the mic. And we have a special guest filling in for Daddy Palooza Bucks. He is out tonight with some explosive diaper duties. So I'm pleased to have the elusive Eamon Sala, a.k.a. Holy Pinto, behind the mic. Eamon, how are we doing tonight, mate? Very, very decent. <laughs> very decent. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, just uh, did my free hit draft because, as we know, it's a big weekend coming oh, up. Oh, baby. So I saved my free hit until uh, this week, and I'm hoping that it pays off. So I just uh, died, dove straight into that and uh, excited to be on the pod. I mean, a long-time listener since the inception, some would say. Yeah, good shit. That's right. Eamon is one of our closest buddies. He's also in our WhatsApp group that we constantly frequent. And Eamon actually did the music for the podcast both last season and then our second version this year. So he's a touring man across the world, across the globe, playing his songs, and then in between spending a lot of time tinkering with his FPL team. So uh, Eamon, before we jump into the Game Week 33 recap, let's just learn a little bit more about you. Where are you from? Obviously, you just said you reside in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is yeah. near my hometown roots. And uh, what teams you support in the Premier League? Yeah, um, I'm originally from Canterbury, England, um, and I support Chelsea. Um, all right, I, all right. Like... hold on, hold on. So Canterbury, yeah. England, explains to that to the listeners here, because we do have a lot of listeners here in hashtag FPL USA. Where the <laughs> fuck is Canterbury? It's a small city down in the southeast. It's tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, it's really beautiful. There's not that much to do, uh, but it's nice. I think like a few of the like big content creators, like uh, that As guy and his mate and stuff. I think they all went to college in Canterbury. Actually, if you ever hear them talk about that, I believe I could be completely wrong. Yeah, but, I, um, I think I've, I've heard As because I watch a lot of his videos actually on uh, Fantasy Football Scout YouTube. He's he's a good lad. He was actually just partying all around uh, Mexico a few uh, maybe a month or two ago. So I was kind of uh, laughing at him getting drunk there because I know you and I both fancy ourselves some uh, Mexican nights out with the fiesta. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the idea of just some English bloke partying by himself on a beach in Cancun is never not a funny image. But um, yeah, no. So it's like a predominantly it's quite a big college town, actually. It's really cool. But um, I went to actually went to college myself in University of Manchester. And um, being from Canterbury, we have no our biggest local football team is Gillingham. Um, and I'm not in any way from Gillingham and that's probably an hour away from where I grew up. So I couldn't care less about Gillingham, you know? <laughs> so we all have to find our premier league teams and all that. And then after college, I moved to Wandsworth in London and the closest team It's actually equidistant between Fulham and Chelsea. Um, so I kind of, in my adult life, I really got into FPL when I was at college in Manchester, uh, like literally the second year of college. And it was just like blowing up. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just like, I always like playing football growing up. And then like when I was 13, music took over. So I just didn't care anymore. And then when I was like at college and I got into FPL, it was like suddenly like I got so into the Premier League. And I feel like after that, when I was in ones it was like, okay, cool. I've got to really start following a Premier League team. And, you know, Fulham and Chelsea are right there. You can't rely on Fulham, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, I think uh, you've been playing almost a decade so you definitely have a, even a few years on me but 
we share the same obsession and often uh, it's a bit torturous. So I know that uh, you're one that can uh, go ride the green arrows very highly, but then uh, every now and then you'll have an extra uh, whiskey or two to wash away the sins of your red arrow. So uh, how's the season going for you so far? It's been okay. It's been all right. Um, I think it's been all right. I'm starting to enjoy it. I think the, uh, honestly, the COVID, when things started getting messed up with COVID and the scheduling got insane and then matches would get canceled last minute and all this stuff, like I did stop enjoying the game. Yeah. And the year before, I mean, the COVID season was insane. Um, I'll never forget that I was 3.5K in the world before uh, the shutdown. I'll never forget that because I'm still bitter about it. But um, <laughs> but like, no, like all that stuff was not fun. I mean, it's cool that there's like spreadsheets for the doubles and blanks and all that stuff. But like, you don't want to have to, you just kind of want 10 games each weekend, run your team, stick to the plan. Like a roadblock or two is fun. But yeah, the last years have been kind of tricky for that. I haven't enjoyed, I mean, I thought this season started so good and so fun. And then the queen died, which although being such an emotional hit to all of our existences, like, (laughs) you know, it messed up the FPL schedule. So I got a bit bummed out, but now it feels like it's flowing a bit and it's good. I'm I'm actually enjoying it. I'm also like, I'm competing. I'm literally around 104K in the world. So I'm, I'm competing of where like we should all, all set that little benchmark of 100K to be honest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, I think, we're still seeing the repercussions of the Queen's passing and what that's done to the schedule, because taking a look at the fixture ticker, we have a lot of doubles coming up, obviously a massive one in double game week 34, which we're going to talk about coming up here. But just looking at Brighton, they have still have three more double game weeks and they're dropping like flies. The injury bug is going around and we're seeing them lose to Nottingham Forest like there's, there's going to be some odd scores, I think, within these double game weeks that could surprise some folks. So uh, we'll definitely break down the assets on the top teams to come because, as we mentioned, Eamon is on free hit. So very exciting. We'll go through his kind of draft and then some of the other players on the watch list there. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's talk about game week 33 and we'll recap and start with Bucks, who had a dreadful absolutely abysmal pathetic game week he's not here so we can roast him (laughs) he is the lowest on the totem pole we're gonna pound him into the ground he gets 54 points and a sizable red arrow he unfortunately hit in isak and sala for Saka and kane and that was basically a minus 13 net so yeah. On top of that, he also benched Rashford and started Isak. So that is a really, really tough game week to stomach. So. Oh, he deserves that then. What do you mean he benched <laughs> Rashford for Isak? No yeah, way. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. You deserve sure. that. You deserve yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was very tough. surprised to see that. Like, I saw a lot of managers like myself who benched Bruno because he was flagged and in a boots and we didn't know he was going to play. But Rashford had just played 120. Didn't look great in the midweek FA Cup match versus Brighton, but he played all the minutes. And and, are we slaughtering um, Bucks? Because I'm happy yeah, to let's do it. join in here. Okay. <laughs> Bucks, Bucks listens to Twitter. Bucks' problem is he likes Twitter. That's his problem, right? He's got so, those Twitter fingers active at all times of the day. I feel like he's 
there like holding his newborn baby at 3 a.m just scrolling twitter and it's 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 crept into his uh his mind holes well put it put it this way okay so you've got these three players brian march isaac and rashford right Right. How does Rashford, the only way Rashford gets left on the bench in that equation is if you're so hyped on March and Isaac from reading Twitter too much. That's the only way. Because everyone else is like starting striker from Man United, form of his career, everything, everything. But it's like, nah, sorry, March, he's going to do it. You know, oh, Isaac <laughs> might might start. You know, like that's the only way. So I'm giving, I'm not letting Bucks off the hook. He deserves that. I feel bad for Bucks sometimes. He's a good player, but like the, this is a earned he earned this red arrow through <laughs> hard work you know yeah yeah i think um unfortunately he overthought it and um you know he's been on march for a long time and march did chip in this game week with an assist for fpl and he's also captained him a few times but um starting him you know starting isak over him is is a bit uh bit sketch so um you know he got this wrong call and uh Thankfully for me and you, he is now the lowest in the totem pole and uh, his 54 points. So I can't uh, can't blame him for not wanting to be on the pod tonight. So let's let's jump to you. You had a much better game week than than Bucks and uh, rightfully so. Um, how did you do this week? Well, I didn't actually have Rashford, so that helped me. <laughs> so I, I never would have benched him. <laughs> but um, I got 66 points. Uh, Without Rashford, too. That's impressive. Yeah, um, I was actually having a really good week until that happened. Um, I'm actually also really lucky because I would have had a bad week had Kane not chipped in because I kept Kane through all the, through all the chaos. Um, I love his steady points. I, I literally, I know we spoke about it a while back about me getting rid of him to fund Salah in a past week, you know, and surely, you know, Salah did good, but like, I love those steady points. I love that he didn't score today and he got 11 points. That is just, I need players like that on my team. I need those safety blankets i had martinez who got five his token yellow card because he can't help himself i uh <laughs> he loves yeah. he loves to get in his own way sometimes but still nice nice fiver what a hero though yeah um newcastle I mean, dropping another clean sheet is terrible let's though. let's let's double down here quick though i know you were recently in argentina mm-hmm. chowing down steaks and uh you know, feeling the essence of Emmy, right? I think you you got to grab like a mask of him or something when you were there. Like, yeah, tell, tell us I more have... about your obsession with his uh, his attitude on the pitch. I honestly wanted to say that, and then I was like, oh, I'm not going to get into that right now. But if you really want me to, I mean, we're, this is an audio podcast, but I have the mask over there. It's like uh, Emmy Martinez, like not like a face COVID face mask, like a literal just like full face covering with eye holes cut out <laughs> of him and it's like a really bad low resolution image that i got off some guys like selling it on the street kind of the market yeah it's just like a piece of string and like a printout of his face on some like foam pad it's so bad but it's also so creepy like it's love it. really terrifying <laughs> and um yeah no i love it. i love him um i love i just love him i love uh the trolls in real life not on twitter i'm not bucks i like the real life trolls I like the people who are just trying to annoy people, mess people up, get the best of them. There's like that kind of mentality is like fun to me in sport. You know, I think it's more fun to be like, you know, he's playing up against Mbappe. You know, what are you going to do? Go, oh, yeah, you're so good, Mbappe. I'm going to try my best to save your shot. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to bend. I'm going to bend over and let you kick it between my legs. Like, fuck no. He's he's very much a a shithousery mastermind. And we've seen that on the pens and. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, he's a World Cup winner. So, all right, you got his five points. Uh, who else chipped in across your team? <laughs> um, Trent got me five, apparently. Um, I got, I'm really dismayed by the Newcastle lack of clean sheet yet again. I've had a triple up on their defense. I haven't played them every week. In fact, almost most weeks I haven't. But I did have triple as of, uh, I think, a wild card because I wanted to cover that free hit week. Um, and they just refuse to keep a clean sheet so annoying madison I mean, got me six there know. was like a five or six game week period where the double up on newcastle defense actually like brought returns but any other double up in defense across like the whole season has not gone well i feel like usually we might double up on chelsea or on liverpool or on city and everyone's just leaking goals so three at the back forever for the rest of the season and newcastle obviously they got the upcoming double game week in 36 then we'll play them but I don't like the double up in defense. I'd rather have spread spread the the risk around a little bit. I always like that as well. Um, to be honest, I just uh, it was a free hit covering that week. It's funny because I took out Burn this week and uh, he actually got subbed on today. So I actually really have dodged a bullet on that one. Like I should have, he would have had to have gone anyway. It's funny because the first time I had a Newcastle triple up defense was actually in 2011, in my first ever season of FPL, and it was when I was living in Manchester, and it was the at the end of the season, it was the first season City won the title. And um, I remember I had that triple defense because they were just like the best defense of the league. And so I was like new to fancy football. I was like, these guys keep the clean sheets every week. I was like, through the kitchen sink and I was like, triple up. <laughs> and then they like, that was the end of that honeymoon. You know, when they kept like six clean sheets in a row, it was the end of that. They played Man City and it was like the best defense, burst the, burst the best attack. And then they dropped it and they didn't keep a clean sheet for like five weeks. And some of them were like 87th minute. I get text from my friend going, ha And so Newcastle tripled up, triple up. I should never do that again. But that's it's like a full circle moment for me. Yeah, yeah. It's right a good now. learning to take into to next season. Luckily, they're so cheap that it hasn't like cost you elsewhere in your squad. So the fact that we could get Botman and Burn for 4.5 is is pretty, pretty um, helpful for FPL. But all right, man. Um, any other highlights of your game week to run through? Literally just Kane. I think Harlan captain came through. Uh, Kane did me a solid. Everyone else seemed to have blanked. Um, great that Madison did something finally because I've really been holding out on him. And I think you have a player like him who's the talisman of a relegation threatened side. I will always keep that player. And also their fixtures should on paper be really good. Um, I'm going to need to see something happen there because I've held him through thick and thin and I just can't see him being a bad pick. Yeah, and I, I've backed I've backed you keeping him just on a personal level. Like we both really respect his game, but I think he's going to look a lot better in a Newcastle jersey or elsewhere next season. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, the rest of that team is just so up and down and, and pretty, pretty shitty. But uh, Madison does get, you know, a bonus point and an assist in that one. So good to see you there. All right, let's jump to my team quickly. I had one point less than Eamon, 65 points. I'm on a small green arrow up to 188K OR. Raya, nine-pointer. So two weeks ago, I sold Keppa for Everson just to free up some funds before my free hit. So I just had to kind of transfer laying around because I think uh, Raya just has a higher propensity for those hauls because they let a lot of shots in and he makes a lot of saves. He's now up to the number one goalkeeper in FPL. So good to see these really cheap guys continue to bring FPL points. Rashford with 12, March with five and Holland with 28. So those were the four players that 
made up all my points. Still got a green arrow, nailed captaincy. I had Fernandez Bruno on the bench in my first slot and actually was hoping that uh, he was going to come on for Isak. That would have been a couple more points that I could have used, but Isak comes in and uh, oh man, his bit of skill though. He should have gotten four points today. I don't know if you caught that highlight today, but it was, you got to go back and watch that on YouTube. That shit was ridiculous. He twinkled toed between like four defenders on the the touch line or on the the kind of goal line and then put in a, a dinked a little cross in and uh got a tap in for his teammate but pickford like barely moved the trajectory of the ball and they said that it was an assist but it, it was phenomenal um but anyway that's i want to say actually i want to give a shout out to the assist of the season in that show this week oh my oh God. yeah let's let's break that down out of nowhere I've never seen anything like that. That was incredible. He pulls his groin. He pulls his left groin while he's running. Game on the line. Game on the line. And he's holding his groin. He's hobbling. And he's still with his last dying breath. Does an outside of the foot pass. Because you could tell he wanted to go outside of the foot pass to prod it through to Madison, I think. I think it was Madison. No, I think it was someone else that played the balls of Madison. But, oh, my God. I guess it was an assist, but it was an assist of the assist. Yeah, it was, it was the hockey assist. He 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 touched it through to Madison. Madison set up Vardy for that goal, which um, you know is very crucial for Leicester to get as many points as they can, and they get the one-one draw. Beautiful. Um, yeah, really, really impressive. Um, kind of out of nowhere. I wish I wish Nacho was having a bigger season because in FPL. I don't know, was it last season or the season before? He was very relevant, but he just seems to be some love. He just, just lost some love. a little, little bit. Yeah, he, he I could. I think he re- just needs some love. Like, he is could it do for fault? a refresh in a different squad, uh, quite frankly. But we'll see what happens in the offseason. Leicester go down. There will be a fire sale there because they don't have any money as it is to reinvest. So do you really think they'll sell some players? Do you really? It's, 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 you know, it's, it's a, it's a really exciting uh, relegation battle. To be honest, I mean. I don't really care about NFO, but they'll probably go down. I mean, who else? Who else are we thinking right now? Looking at the table, aren't Bournemouth clear? Like somehow, even though yeah, I haven't watched like Bournemouth a single game of them this season. Right now, Leicester are on twenty nine, Everton on twenty eight, and Southampton on twenty four. Southampton can get fucked. We just need JWP in the league, and the rest of the players can go down. I don't care about them. Everton. You know, you have respect for them. I certainly don't. Um, Do so, I? yeah, I think the 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 NFO, they're on 30. Leeds are on 30. So you have kind of five teams right there in a really big battle to possibly go down. So it'll be desperate times in the last couple. Yeah, big teams. A yeah, lot of return really... Lester. Yeah. yeah. Southampton. All righty. Let's quickly recap. Um the game week average was 56 points, and this was quite high, actually. You know, the average beat Bucks, but I think this is also mainly due to the fact that ADB is in a lot of dead teams from the early seasons. Like, his effective ownership in, like, the top, like, 500K of active managers is very low, but when you look at the overall starters and a lot of the dead teams across FPL, I mean, he got 19 points, so I think that really brought up the average but someone who absolutely smashed the average in the FPL Blues Super League, we have manager of the game week, Baconator, a.k.a. B. Markovich. He drops a whopping 91 points after making three moves on a minus four, and he didn't even have KDB, and he still put up 91. Wait, what? Who did he put in? He had Steele in goal, 
gets the cheeky 10 pointer, even though they concede three goals because he got mm-hmm. the pen save and max. How bonus. did he get the, I can't believe he got the bonus despite conceding. He, he did that. have a number of saves though in that one too. So I think the saves also helped his, his bonus. Plus it's just a game changing play. You're going to be on two bonus minimum. If you stop a pen and you're a goalie, um, he had Mings for 15. Robertson was six Rashford, 12 March, five Kane, 11 and Holland 28. So very impressive. Uh, non, um, you know, non-chip usage right there to smash the average by 35 points. So well done to the Baconator. I also respect the name, the little cheeky uh, rasher, little little piece of bacon there. <laughs> and that's all we have for this segment. We'll be right back to talk about some of the game week highlights, and then we'll jump into Amon's free hit draft numero uno. We'll be right back. And we're back. It's time for us to break down some of the highlights of Game Week 33. Let's start with the peer watch of the week, which was Manchester City showing Arsenal who their mother bleeping daddy was. What did you make out of this one in the 4-1 demolition derby that Manchester City put on? It was insane. I um I had I tuned in 20 minutes late and it was 1-0. And then I just saw Arsenal scrape by through the skin of their teeth with random last minute, last ditch blocks, last ditch saves, like everything was crumbling. And I just thought it was getting close to halftime. And I just thought so much has gone against City in terms of luck that Arsenal are going to take this. And then it just, it it was relentless. It didn't stop. And then they just did start conceding the goals. Their, their emotion, yeah. their hope just all crumbled and, Oh my god, it was brutal. In the se- in the second half, Arsenal was a a stinky, molding, crumbly blue cheese of a team. They <laughs> just could not get anything going and I you have to point out Partey in particular who's been amazing all season, really had just a shocking game. I mean, he could not turn himself around in any position. He was fouling, he probably should have picked up a couple of yellows in this one and that middle of the field battle between the mids from City plus Shaka um, and Partey, it just wasn't even a close competition there. And some of the outlet balls, we saw KDB step up and get two goals, one assist, max bonus, 19 FPL points. And in the two games versus Arsenal, which were basically deciding the title, he has a whopping combination of 32 FPL points versus Arsenal. So big dick swinging Kev comes through eggplant hanging out of the shorts banging in amazing goals holland very impressive link up play so usually we see kev playing a little bit deeper in that playmaker role but because of the way that the press was coming on from arsenal at different times of the game to try and get back possession the counterattack with those two was simply phenomenal so have to hand it to kdb world-class player he's hitting his stride right now in fpl and could be a great differential so what what do you think here on KDB potentially entering your free hit draft? I mean, that's a given. You know that. What love do you think? It, I'm going to not put him in? Come on. Free hit? Yeah. It's like not even transfer him in. Free hit? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's just Pep. Pep's the only problem with in light. I, I hate Pep Guardiola so much. <laughs> it's insane how much I hate him. But like, yeah, I mean, the only thing that will stop De Bruyne 
doing what it's De Bruyne does. It's minutes, yeah, but and that's Pep. So at the end yeah. of the day, I don't know exactly when their champions. Do you know when their Champions League games line up in relation to the double game week? That I haven't looked into yet. No, they they'll be after that. They're I think they're after towards the Leeds match, um, which is in game week thirty five. So he should be clear. He did go off with a niggling injury, so this is one where we're not entirely sure if he's going to play and start both of these matches. But as differentials go, he is the player similar to last season, where at kind of the game week thirty, he just took off. So in his last four matches. 13 points versus Liverpool, 9 points versus Southampton, 8 points versus Leicester, 19 points versus Arsenal. And wow, look at these fixtures ahead. So even if he doesn't, and he's somebody I'm considering into my team, which is not on wildcard or free hit, but game week 34, Fulham and West Ham double. Then they host Leeds at home. And then in 36, they play Everton away. I mean, those are four juicy fixtures. So even if he starts in three of those, he could come off the bench and get an assist. I, I just think he's such an uber differential. And the numbers back that up too. I mean, when we look at his effective ownership in the top 10K, 1.5% going into game week 34. If you're looking at the range of like top 100 to 200K, live FPL says three and a half percent max. So this is a player, if you can fit him in, could really bring you dividends. So, I think he's a no-brainer on free hit. And a lot of managers will even consider him versus Salah, which is another conversation we can discuss later. But very interesting to, to see that. Elsewhere around the park for FPL returns, Stony Boy, John Stones, nine-pointer, gets another goal, looking very attacking. He's actually playing in that kind of little inverted defensive mid type of role. But um, yeah, he's... but he doesn't he doesn't often start. We don't know. It's again, it's a pet yeah. problem. Yeah. I mean, like people are praising his midfield play and all that. But like, look at his minutes, like go on the pick the eye information thing on fantasy on, on the website, <laughs> on the app. It doesn't yeah, look good at all. It's so really I'm... tough to uh, to see if he's going to be the most nailed. I would say Diaz is the most nailed from a defender for the rest of the season. But if you want dongs or you want attacking returns, John Stones is somebody in what last double last season in a double game week. He had like 21 points. So he has that type of uh, output in him. So somebody to consider, I think he is first choice for champions league. And I think if Pep was locked in a room and they were waterboarding him, he would admit that (laughs) champions league with man city is the number one priority this season. And then the premier league would be second just because they haven't really won it at City under his It, it uh, should his be, lineage. but I just... It should be, but it's interesting, because I, I just think they prioritize the Premier League. I think the Man City fans only care about the Premier League. They don't care about the Champions League. And it's like... Well, I know you don't. Win. I know your perspective. You don't fucking care about Champions League. No, but like <laughs> like genuinely, like when I, when I was at college in Manchester, like, I mean, Man City couldn't even sell out any games, let alone fucking Champions League games. But like, no one was be at the... Like I used to be able to go to the student union and get like a Man City ticket for ten bucks if I wanted to, you know. Like oh, no one cared. What a dream! Yeah, but like literally, um, no Champions League was like the emptiest nights because it's a Tuesday evening, you know. Like the the hardcore fans are going, no, I want to see us play like our local rivals on a Saturday, and like no one was, no one would go. Like I don't know, Champions League games were like cheaper and easier to get than any other games. When especially when I went to Chelsea games, same thing. And, like, Man City were notorious for having, like, very, very quiet stadiums at Champions League games. They don't give a shit. I don't know. I mean, like, 
the owners probably care and pep is you know yeah it's a big it's a big bag of cash if you if you win and just the the respect i guess from the other worldly football club managers uh pep wants a little bit more of that in his stocking so anyway um I mean, Holland's. Let's just recap and end here. I'm just saying, if they prioritize the the Champions League and that caused them to lose the Premier League, the City fans would be very upset. Yeah, but so. they're so they're so bleeping good, they can do both, right? So yeah, at this true. this season, it seems true. like the treble is a re- is a real opportunity for them to hopefully capitalize on. So, um, just talking about Holland quickly, he actually underperforms his xG wildly. He's put up six shots, xG of one point seven. Gets a goal at the end when he lets his man bun out and gets the the hair flowing. But he did get his two assists to KDB. Gets 12 points. Um, Captain, he's just an absolute beast. There's nothing more to say. He, had so, will... many, he had so many chances. And it was oh, yeah. interesting. And so many, um, like, and, and his shots were very close, too. Like, if if they were, like, uh, you know, three inches the other way, one of them was could have easily banged off the inside of the post. And he's just well, such a they... force. Hol- holding was ta- Holding was holding him tackling him, wrestling him to the ground and still couldn't stop him from scoring by the end of the match. I think um, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of those, I think three of those shots in the first half or whatever were all left foot chances. So maybe he just needs to hit the, hit the training ground and uh, practice his left foot. And then maybe they're all in, you know, and he's just such a goal scorer extraordinaire. You could see how frustrated he was getting because he was so close and he he was really chasing that goal to add to his two assists. So he's um, terrifyingly he's confident, terrifyingly yeah. confident. I mean, like, I, you know, oh, my God. The, ulti- the ultimate number nine, the ultimate yeah, number nine. If he can stay healthy, he's just he's at, at City, especially with all the way all these players that they have around him to funnel the ball to him and to link up and build up. And it's just just uh Devastating to watch, but let's move over to another devastating result, which was Brighton bringing their tired legs and a 1-3 loss versus NFO. They still put up a really impressive XG in this one of 2.34, but having played 120 minutes and the emotional toll of losing in PKs, six or seven PKs versus men united in the FA Cup midweek, they uh they did not look good defensively. Purvis, oh, a stupidion, a stupidio, a stupido. Oh, that, he gives away a terrible pen. Just kick the ball out of bounds, man. You know he's dicking around trying to do a trick in his own box with a defender on him. Gives away the first pen. Steel saves it. So steel owners, oh, very jealous. You get you got this mother bleeper for three point nine, and he delivers a ten bagger when they concede three goals. That is that is a rarity. So. Steel owners were in heaven. What do you make of their attackers, though? I know McAllister put up some decent stats, but all the shots were outside the box. He's playing a little bit more of a six right now. Uh, you know, what do you see between Matoma, March, and McAllister? You just hold them if you have them, right? In FPL, I'm, I'm off it all. I'm done with Brighton. I'm done with Brighton. I'm done wow. with all this. I'm done with all this March hype. McAllister, I'm done with all that hype. He was a penalty merchant. He's a good player, but. He was always a penalty merchant. Let's be honest. He chipped like how many goals from open players he scored this season? I don't know. Probably two. Probably yeah, two. I would max. say four, like max. Yeah. Yeah. I would even say two, <laughs> like a one. I mean, he's not just not a goal scorer and we're pretending he is. He's not. Um, Solly March. 
has had an incredible season and you know he's, he gets in the best positions but his finishing is dodgy we've seen that time and time again he'll get points i think at that price as well everyone probably should have solly march i don't want him because i don't want solly march for my team hopefully i don't know i just don't want him i'd like to think that there are better players out there than him. Yeah, I mean, it, so it, helps, do it. it helps that Sally March is also on um, some corner kicks and he's chipped in with a few assists that way. And, you know, in this one, he creates four chances, has three shots. So mm-hmm. he's definitely getting the right volume on the right wing. And I think Matoma, just from a variance perspective, like he passed the eye test again, was very close to scoring a he's goal incredible. and having an assist. And so he's just, he would be the number one asset for me. And 100%, Mike Alistair, yeah. you know, he took five shots, but four of them were like basically outside the box. So, you know, you don't love that for FPL. But I think in terms of looking at our teams, if you're a manager who has those assets, whoever you have from Brighton on the triple up, you just keep, you know, you just you just keep them for now because they have three double game weeks coming up. There will be rotation. But even if some of your guys come off the bench, they can still get points and you just have to focus your transfers elsewhere, mainly on Manchester city assets to to be frank so um yeah awesome. if, you, if you have if you have him keep him but don't be too excited about it i mean i don't know like i've got steel he's 3.9 he should be on the bench in everyone's team at the end of the yeah, day you know fantastic mm-hmm. all right let's um quickly recap liverpool they continue their winning ways both robo and trent chip in with assists in this one they seem to be in good attacking form but defensively they give up another goal obviously West Ham has been in decent form but you're basically owning those wingbacks for their attacking output and just pray for a clean sheet one every four matches maybe um but I think when you look at Gakpo and the front three Salah has a pretty quiet game here has three shots all of them blocked so that differential for me or that ownership for me did not go well compared to owning Kane and you have the Gackening. He gets a nine-pointer in this one, but when a lot of managers owned him on free hit last week, he blanked and got one point and was off in 59. This week, it was Jota's turn to come off in the 59th minute. So lots of new members to uh, the FPL Generals 59th minute club. What do you make of their front three right now and and just the rotation with Darwin and then also Diaz coming back on the left? Do you, do you like Jota for a free hit? I would have until that <laughs> i would have liked Jota until the uh 59th minute hit like a uh, 50 minute well start, you can like, look at it both ways it's like maybe he got his rest and now he's ready to start the next i would no, play, no, play no, uh, no, 60 no. plus I'm not, <laughs> no i'm not i'm not saying it like that i think they're all just um they're all in a rotation scheme right now they're all really good players i think darwin darwin's a really really good player Luis Raw. diaz is phenomenal yeah but he's a great player also um Luis diaz is a great player he's coming back from injury but you know like Firmino seems to still be able to do a job for them. Who else have they got? They got so many. I don't know. Who have yeah, they got? Firmino's Gakpo. Gakpo, right Cody Gakpo. Holland, yeah. Holland starting striker in the World Cup, who was one of the players of the tournament. They're just all coming in and out. I, I too many cooks. It. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, that's enough talk about Liverpool. We'll talk more about them on the free hit watch list. Next up, we have Manchester United and Tottenham. 2-2 draw here today. What did you see in this match, Bu- Bucks? I mean, guest host, Eamon. <laughs> I didn't watch it. 
All right. He has nothing to add here. <laughs> I will break this one down. So United take a 2-0 lead in this one and look very confident. Uh, Rashford gets an assist early and then also gets a goal from a beautiful pass from Bruno, who, again, he was subject to maybe not start this match. And one of the fun facts coming out of this week was Bruno Fernandes has never missed a Premier League match due to injury in his whole career at United. Oh, and another one is apparently he's played the most minutes of any player, including goalkeepers in Europe's top leagues in the last few years. That is exactly how many years. I can't remember, but I heard it on on the Athletic podcast of whom you work for, correct? That is very impressive. I love these stats that you're bringing. You are hired as our data (laughs) analyst and intern. That's a great nugget right there. I mean, he's a, a true warrior. And somebody who does have his antics on the pitch at times, but can be in his best days, one of the best players in the world. And he uh, gets an assist there. But in the second half, oh, Bruno gets robbed. He robs himself, actually. He has a bit of skill where he like nutmegs the guy in the box and then is one on one with the goalkeeper. He smashes it as hard as he can. And it goes off the bottom of the freaking post or the bottom of the crossbar and back down and out of the goal. It oh, was, so he should have had a goal. He should have had a goal. And you, you'll watch oh, it in the highlights. It, it was a, a huge moment. And unfortunately, from that point on, Tottenham had their way and they come back into this one. Moments later, you see Kane setting up, I believe, um, you know, he gets an FPL assist for Pedro Poro's goal. And then later on gets a beautiful assist to Sun, and it ends up being a 2-2 draw. So overall, Rashford, still an amazing pick for double game week 34. If you don't have him, I would probably, at his price especially, bring him back into your squad. He's somebody that you want to have. Bruno, not a necessity by any means. He's in my squad right now, and I'm I'm up in the air of what to do with him. But he easily could have had a 14, 15-pointer today. So he, he's been playing a lot better. But United as a whole, from a defensive perspective, you know, a bit shaky. They, they're playing Luke Shaw at left back or not at left back, they're playing him at left center back, right? And then you have Dallow at right back and, you know, whoever else. So it's a bit of a makeshift back line, and they've been conceding some goals. So in the double, they also play Brighton and Villa, and you kind of back both of those teams to score. So I wouldn't be thrilled, and I wouldn't be targeting a defender to, you know, bring in from the likes of Man United when you could probably go elsewhere. I don't know. Right, I think go. that's fine. We'll get there, but I think, I think <laughs> yeah, that's we will, right. we will, we will get there. It, it could be <laughs> fine, but uh, let's roll it on to Newcastle, who they're the ones doing the rolling. I mean, wow, another four-one victory for Newcastle. They have been scoring goals and scoring them in bunches. It's crazy to me how improved this entire squad is when you look at talent like Joel Linton, Almiron. Drew Willick, like these guys are really putting in quality shifts and are by no means the, you know, top players around all of Europe uh, coming into the season. So they're really getting the most out of those players and it's showing up in the score sheet in a big way. Unfortunately, ESOC owners like myself and Bucks are crying as he gets his rest and comes off the bench and we see his counterpart, his strike force partner, Callum the Truth Wilson bags a brace and his second goal was just a galazzo. It was very impressive. One of his best goals in a Newcastle shirt. He gets max bonus for 13 points. And, uh, you know, 
Newcastle defense leaky. You know, they, they do play well, but they are consistently giving up one goal and that's terrible for FPL and the attacking returns for trips have dried up. So they do have a double in game week 36. So you kind of got to hold on to them for now, but um, I think the player to highlight and is somebody who you could possibly punt on in double game week 36. And that's Joel Linton. Originally he plays, he plays, he plays all the minutes and it originally was, you know, signed to be their striker. And instead is now this midfield bossing enforcer who goes box to box. And he has 43 points in his last five matches. So if anybody went with him as a differential, he's really delivering and is just attacking threat in the air. He gets a headed goal in this one, but is just a interesting, you know, shout if you're going to have maybe trips and then go two attackers because they have consistently put up three plus goals in a lot of these matches. So uh, definitely interesting notes to take and move forward with. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to have one Newcastle striker or attacker in, is it double game week 37 or 36? The 36. Whenever they double? 36. Yeah. I don't know who it is yet, but that was why I did the transfer last week. Cause I was like, I'm not going to have a Newcastle defense triple up. They are leaky. Yeah. Like and it's, it's, you know, they play really well at home and I think there's still good shouts for cleans there, but they're, you know, we're hoping for them to be our defensive anchor and that has not happened. So, uh, you know, from an attacking perspective, you look at Joe Linton, six million. So somebody that you could easily, you know, get to or save funds and downgrade to if you're looking for a differential to chase rank. All right, mm-hmm. that's a recap from Game Week 33. We're gonna take a break and come back with the free hit extravaganza Palooza Marathon with at Holy Pinto. We'll be right mm-hmm. back. All right, we got your boy at Holy Pinto on the ones and twos. He's the type of musician who can do it all, and we're going to see if he can do it all on the pitch this game week. Double game week 34 as he is on free hit. So similar to last week when we had our FPL USA guest on in at FPL underscore hunt, we're going to start with just a preview of Eamon's draft and then kind of uh, have me nitpick a little bit here and there and just also toss in some other guys that are on the watch list in terms of players you might want to bring into your squad if you're not on free hit. So without mm-hmm. further ado, Eamon, let's back it up. Let's start from the keeper and the defensive slots and we'll go from there. Right. So I will say even before that, I'll say everything's in midfield here. Everything. Okay. Like, so yeah, I, I was going to be a follow-up question. Like what's your philosophy going into free hit? Like what are you trying to accomplish? Are you, are you so looking many... for differentials or are you looking to, you know, w- what's your kind of strategy on a, on a free hit? Here's my thing. Free hits, all these one week things, all the, these kind of things. And it's the same with captaincy, captaincy shouts. I would approach a free hit the same way that you'd approach a captaincy, which is almost always the most obvious the one that you don't think about your first instinct the person that you know is the one you should get but is boring they are always women you have that with captaincy you've just got to keep it boring unless you're chasing you got to keep it boring free hits the same wild card wild card bench boost when you have to overhaul your squad to do that is the same every time i do a bench boost i always make so many points on everyone else every time i keep it fucking boring I make points on everyone else. The moment I try and be smart, the moment I like 
I'm like, oh, I've got to chase and do something different. I always lose rank. This week, I mean, I captain hard and we all did, but you could have easily justified another captain. Easily. Yeah. Ollie Watkins, for example. Even, yeah, anyone. And um, that's my approach and it always serves me. I just got to keep my own ego and my own self in check, you know? <laughs> and that's nearly impossible to do, isn't it? <laughs> it's really hard. It's hard because yeah, it I mean, always I... could, you know, like it always could, go, yeah. I agree with you, though. Like the combination of your 11 is your differential, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't need to go off of Holland when his ownership is going to be effective. Ownership is going to be 180 plus percent. Like it's going to be absolutely massive. So probably Captain Holland. And then just think about your your whole team, your 11. That's where you have the combination that really becomes the differential. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you just want the team with the most points. But there are some players that you should just continue to back because they're just good picks, whether you're on free hit or not. So sometimes we have the urge on free hit or wild card to just like revamp your whole squad and toss out guys that have been performing or that have the you know good stats and are picks elsewhere outside of uh, free hits. So um, yeah, let's 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 preview here. Who do you have in the goalkeeping? between the sticks positions. I have Edison and Steele in goal. Um, I think Edison's safe. And I think it's a moment where I'm not going to put an expensive premium keeper in this season. And it seems like a week where it's kind of a no-brainer. I will say, since we did that recap earlier, I'm definitely thinking, oh, should I just be tripled up on City attackers? So for what it's worth, Edison, I'm in, I'm flexible on. Steele, if he continues to do what he's doing, why not just go with Steele, put a 3.8 in that doesn't even play and roll with, you know, just front load the attack, front load everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at a combination of Steele as your starting keeper at 3.9, just throw Everson in there. He's 3.8 and he's actually he's starting for Leicester right now. So if he were to fall down, if Steele were to fall down the stairs, you could still get some <laughs> points out of Everson. And I, I was looking at some stats earlier and just like the game logs. And it's crazy that City have 15 matches this season where they've given up exactly one goal. So, so oh, many near yeah. clean sheets that the likes of Ederson would have had and he does not have those this season. So we're mm -hmm. seeing a, the quite frankly, the game script that we see from city is and Newcastle, up, same thing. Yeah. Like, like these teams go up three goals or like two goals, minimum city up four zero or whatever. And then they just, you know, they're just in cruise control and they lose their defensive intensity and their focus. You got other random guys coming off the pine for Southampton and they you know, squeeze a goal by Ederson who faces one other shot the whole game. And he's just, mm -hmm. you know, sleeping, just thinking about what, what next uh, neck tattoo he's going to get um, after the <laughs> game. So it, it, you know, I, I, I do like him in this double game weekend, quite frankly, <laughs> because they have two doubles. Like I think he's a, if you're going to bring in and use a valuable transfer on a goalkeeper, he's the one to get for the rest of the season because he has those doubles, especially with most managers already tripled up on Brighton. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, good, good. Combo but I there. would say, I would say for the rest of the season, I get it. But like, if you've got steel, just, just, just get steel if you can, you know? Yeah. I mean, like it, it's too it's risky. The problem is most, most managers already have three Brighton because we've already, wild uh, yeah. or we've already been in a position where we've brought in the, our third, asset so it doesn't make sense to waste two transfers to get you know a defender out and then get steel in etc but on free hit looks fantastic all right let's jump to your back line 
Um, so this is I'm quite unsure on, but I'm going to keep it relatively slim. I think Trent's a lock. Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, I couldn't oh, see yeah. going. I couldn't see going without a United defender. I mean, I know you think Villa. They're playing Villa and Fulham. Is it no? Uh, no Villa and Brighton. Villa and Brighton. You know what? Like, yeah, Brighton look good attack going forward, but you never know. Uh, Villa. I, I mean, they're they're in great form, but. You know, Ollie Watkins, it's going to end at some point. You know, like, <laughs> it's got to end. I mean, you've, on, you've, you've gobbled up his points uh, in the group chat every Saturday morning. I wake up cursing this man's name and his family's lineage because he keeps putting in nine to 16 point performances. Yeah, I'm I, like, I can't believe that. I own Ollie Watkins and I'm enjoying it. Yet I'm, I constantly have an eye on the door with him. Yeah. Like, I don't believe in him. You know, there's people as that I believe in, like, my, uh, What's his face? Madison, James Madison. I'm just constantly look. I'm trying not. I'm trying not to push him out the door. I'm trying to yeah, keep you're him the exact in. opposite with Ollie. Yeah, <laughs> with Ollie, I'm just like I'm waiting till you blank two weeks consecutively, and I'm throwing you, throwing you out. I just don't believe in his finishing, but somehow it's been incredible. But um, yeah, so anyway, so I've got Shaw in right now because he's a lock at Manchester United. I mean, he'll play centre back if he's not playing full back. If he's fit, he'll t- he'll um, still take some set pieces too. I think he took a couple corners today. Um, you know, he he will take those. But I I my preference, especially on a free hit, would probably be Diogo Delo, who is 0.4 million cheaper. He can play right and left. Um, and we've seen him put in a couple goals and a couple assists this season. So somebody else to consider if you wanted a more attacking option, um, especially like today, for instance, like once Shaw conceded those goals, you know, he's, he's way back he's there yeah, playing yeah. center back, right? He's not, he's not, usually we're seeing him overlapping with uh, Rashford or like, you know, he's, he's involved in the buildup and you're not seeing any of that when he's playing left center back. So just, just a thought, uh, I think Delo could be somebody that you could consider and, um, you know, maybe be a differential because a lot of managers who are a wild card like myself have Shaw and we're not moving him, but we're not really happy with him. So it could be an opportunity for you to differentiate. I'll say that, but I, I would also say that on a free, on a free in a double game week, I feel like you've got a lot of room for these rotation players where if they play a game and a half, that's great and everything's fine. But if you're a defender and you don't start, you're toast, you know, on a double game week. So that's why I would I would actually prefer investing in someone like Shaw to make sure that I get those starts out of the defender. That's the only thing that that's the only reason I have Shaw in right now. But in terms of the rest of the defense, I have Sufal, who's 4.0 and I don't think I'll start him. Hopefully not. I mean, I won't realistically, but like in this draft, I might have him started, but um, <laughs> I think he's a lock regardless at the end of the day. He's starting at fullback for West Ham. Like put him on your bench. You know, if you're doing a free hit or if you have, you know, yeah, cheapest I, chips. Right. I put this guy Totti in at Wolves just literally just to free up funds. He would yep. be so far on the bench that hopefully he wouldn't come into play. Uh, I put his opinion, I think, I mean, I think he's been, I think he's been underperforming. I don't know how, do you know how his XG and XA look, Brian? Because every time I watch him, I think he should be getting way more points than he is. Yeah, I actually had a good volley attempt this week that I was begging to go in the back of the net. But um, he's somebody that I could see rotated in maybe this upcoming double game. One of these double game weeks, he's definitely going to be rotated as are a lot of the Brighton assets. But, um, you know, Dunk is somebody that you could also consider at the similar price tag has historically some dongs in him and can get some goals. So um, just somebody else to 
you know, think about um, if you're not going to go with the double up of attack in the kind of midfield. So interesting to see you have right now two defenders from Brighton and Brighton, I do believe play Wolves at home and United at home. So two home fixtures. Uh, if he starts both of them, I, I like it. Hopefully he'll be subbed early and that's, you know, all we'll, we'll get from him. Um, but overall it looks pretty, pretty solid defensively. You're going to start three of those guys and, and hope for the best. Well, I'd probably start Edison. So I would say it's probably just one Brighton, but that said, if I did drop Edison and start steel, I mean, it's the Wolves game, isn't it? If you play two, two Brighton defenders, you're just hoping that Wolves are Wolves yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, that makes sense. And you get out of the game week with maybe eight or nine points from those cheap guys. So I like it. All right, let's go to the midfield. That's where all the money is made. That's where all the money is spent. Mm-hmm. What do we yeah. have here? All of it. Um, I'd say, I mean, De Bruyne. As, if he's not injured, I know you said there was a little uh, little issue towards the end of the last game. I didn't even know about that <laughs> But <laughs> so before I did this. But I know he's yellow flagged. It's a 75% chance. Uh, if I hear any news about him potentially not playing, I'll probably not have him. But otherwise, I mean, he's a lock. I mean, you saw what he did to Arsenal. You've got Salah. He's Salah. No more explanation needed. Rashford, again, Bucks benched him. Bucks is... I mean, it's it's no surprise he's not on this podcast, Brian. You know, <laughs> he's he's not even he's not even on planet Earth right now. He's on another planet. You know, he can't make it. He can't make it down here to join the podcast. He's just uh, in another world. So um, yeah, Rashford's a lock. Come on, I mean, in everyone's squad. I mean, if you don't have Rashford, I actually don't have Rashford in my main squad, and it's because I dropped him during the injury to find Martinelli for the lot. Blah blah blah. Um, but I would. Hitting Rashford, uh, you've got to have Rashford in, and I think he's not exactly. to jump ahead, but he is the only other captaincy, uh, you know, consideration, honestly, in this week. I think, yeah, he's having an unreal season. He started today versus Tottenham as the number nine, then when the subs came on, he moved out to the left, but highly involved. And I think, um, there were multiple times when the game was knotted at two to two, and Bruno got the ball in the midfield and is scanning the rest of the pitch and he had options, maybe even better options, but they were vague horse and Martial and he kept yeah. passing to Rashford. And that is because of his finishing. You love ability. saying that. You love yeah, saying and, that. And from, especially from an FPL perspective, you know, he knows yeah. how they could have won the game and you're just back the, the player that Rashford has shown us he is this season. So looks good. I think KDB is the big main one there. A lot of managers yeah. not on free hit will have Grealish who is a fine pick at his price, but on free hit, especially if you can get to somebody like KDB, who again is in form is if he plays, hopefully starts both matches and plays 65 minutes in each, or, you know, you just want two starts because especially with Holland, he's good for points at any minute of the game and they often get out to quick starts. And so I'm hoping that's the game script here that Pep knowing that although they've just beat Arsenal from a narrative standpoint, they still need to like crack on and and win a couple of these games convincingly where Arsenal will have a couple of tougher fixtures, right? I mean, we look at Arsenal and I believe they're playing this week, Chelsea, which is not a hard fixture at all, but then they're playing, I think at Newcastle. So a couple of, you know, moments that they could also slip up where city could just put the dagger into the back of Arsenal fans and just end this once and for all. So I, (laughs) I think that, I think that right now, with KDB, if his um, you know little muscle injury, I think he was just tired from just 
carrying the team and putting on a fucking great shift. And that's why he was a little tired and asked to be subbed out at the 80th minute in the four, one victory. So I like that. Who do you got up top now? I have just Holland. I mean, look just at my drop. Holland. I said, I shared an image with Brian before this. I've just got Holland. I am. Um, I just don't think there's any, anything up top. I think the only other consideration in terms of double game wickers is Jota. And we saw him go up on the 59th minute. I think it's just Haaland. I mean, honestly, it's one of those things where like single game weekers do outperform double game weekers often. You never quite know who, or sometimes it's a player in form. Honestly, the only single game week player that I really want to keep in, is like the, the Harry Kane, Harry Kane or the Harry Kane's of the world. But I'm not going to put in an 11 mil player to stop me getting a De Bruyne or a Salah. So in my opinion, I've just got to free up funds. So I got Greenwood, who's a Leeds player that doesn't start. He's obviously just going to be dead at the back of my bench. Then I'm looking at Nciso, who's 4.6 at Brighton, and he's getting minutes. Do I want to start him? No. Is no. he going to get like, <laughs> yeah, right. But he's going to get probably about 110 minutes in this double game week. Do I like him? No. Do I want to start him? No. But like... Bench yeah. fodder. Yeah, bench fodder, but also not bad bench fodder, you know? Like, yeah. So taking taking a look at your your team right now, you know, a few things. I think Martinelli, although he is playing Chelsea, I would just rather have a double game week player that I could punt on. So maybe bringing in somebody like Jack Relish or Marez even on a free hit, depending on what team news we get. You know, it might be a time for him to play start one match. We saw him take a pen over Holland while on the pitch at the same time. Like those are the types of players that you could fit in that slot. And so I think that's the main place that I'm a little bit unsure on your team. But when you look at the forwards, it's like, you know, watch list there is Diogo Jota is probably the number two forward to own. But again, you don't know his minutes. And then actually it's the single game week players such as Isak or Tony who have easy fixtures. So I believe um, Isak is playing at home versus Southampton. And then I believe Ivan Tony has NFO at home as well. So those are other players that are like, you know, you don't need to have, but if you have them in your regular team, easily start them. I think a lot of players this game week will have somebody like Isak or trips to play versus Southampton. And that that's fine. You know, don't, don't take hits to remove those players, especially when they will double in 36. So um, I think looking at your team. Yeah. I think I would, I would definitely want another double game week player instead of Martinelli and you can free up funds, a couple other places in your team to, to do that, but looks really solid. I think the, the KDB, the triple up on, on the attack for city, nobody's going to have that, right? Like nobody that's not on free hit is going to have that combination. And that's why I think it's really interesting unless they skip Salah and go like they already have Grealish and Holland. And then they go and pick KDB instead well, of here's, Salah. Here's, but... here's the thing. You're, you're correct. I mean, I, that's what I say when, when I mentioned Edison, it's honestly Martinelli to Grealish is a really easy switch. That's point three. I can free that up in a second. All I have to do is just not have Edison, you know? There's, there's wiggle room. And you're right, no one has that, and now I'm considering it. I've just, here's my thing, right? I'm jealous of people who are not on a free hit, free hit because, like, there will always be a bunch of single-game weakers that will outscore the doublers. Happens and all the we'll time. always kick ourselves, always. And you know what? Whenever I'm on the right side of that, it's when I have those single-game game weakers. And I just feel like... <laughs> 
I want to get the right single game weekers in there. And I see a Martinelli and I just think what he is doing, where he is at Arsenal, I think he's their prime asset right now. Uh, I, I think Saka will have a resurgence soon, but like what he's doing right now, I mean, I just, if I'm going to pick the single game weaker that I think will do stuff, it would be Martinelli. I think Kane as well. Kane, like I said, the budget is just a no-go. Martinelli's so affordable that that's why he's in there. Will I end up, honestly, will I end up putting in Greenish instead of him? Very likely, especially now, given given what you just said about me feeling all special about having <laughs> only the only one with three city attackers. That kind of does seem like a fun position to be in, to be honest. But Grealish is just not clinical. He's just not... You saw, He was great against Arsenal. He's great every week, but he's just not that guy. He's not the guy, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, maybe somebody like Mares tempts if uh, we hear about some rotation. Um, I think you could free up... You could go, because right now with your team, you have... Trent and and uh, Salah as your only Liverpool cover. You could bring in somebody like Gakpo. Gakpo is like 7.4. Or you could bring in um, Allison and goalkeeper and free up that other city slot. So just things to, to tinker with. Um, but yeah, I think you're you're moving in the right direction. I have a couple picks I don't particularly like, but that's because wait, I'm, wait, a double, I'm a double game with core. Like? I'm a double oh, game with core. So yeah. I, I just, I would rather have a couple. Um, I, w- I would also want to strengthen my, my third defender a bit more uh, because uh, because now I think in this farting Sioux fall, which is not bad. He's away at palace. Um, so maybe he gets the clean sheet there, but then after that match, I believe he's away to city. So not going to get any points. So just something, well, something what, else. What, to consider. What, are, what are the strongest defenders for you this week then? I mean, you know, quite frankly, the, the, Single game week players are a little bit interesting. Like having having a Shar or Trips versus Southampton is is somewhere you could go. Um, you know that's a little bit more expensive, obviously, than um, you know that slot. But I mean, even Zuma, I like Zuma better than Sufal at Ugh, four why? more, just because of because of the chances. You hate bowl- cats bowl- as well. No, I, I love cats. You're a dog but... guy? You're a dog guy? <laughs> well, I am going to be getting a puppy in two weeks, and then I will be officially a, a, a puppy papa. But um, just like getting I sh- a bullet I shouldn't header, joke about that. But... <laughs> getting, getting a yeah. bullet header or something like that. Like, uh, Sufal is like a bit slow. Like, I think he's he might not even start versus City because they've torn him up in the past. Um, but at 4.0, I just think you could pre-tinker there a little bit. Um, you know, if you went with – do you have Matoma or Mark? Yeah, I do. Or... No, I have Matoma. I, I yeah. So I'm, that's I'm that's something else, so right? Much. It's like if you went mm-hmm. Martinelli down, then maybe you can get a much higher quality player in your defender slot. So Martinelli to somebody like March that frees up one and a half million. Then you can get like another like decent guy um, in the back line. You could all you could go all the way like to John Stones or something. So just other no, things just to consider. Yeah, but but then that's the thing. Can I though? Because if I have. De Bruyne, Haaland, and Grealish instead of Martinelli, then then I have no room for a City defender. I'm I'm genuinely curious, like what are the options? Because looking at these, these I put all these in. Totti's just fodder, but like Alexander Arnold, Trent, you'd have to then go for the Liverpool double double up, which I don't believe in. We know they're not going to keep a clean sheet. You know they're good for assists. I think a United defender is probably one of the better options. West Ham are cheap. That's the only reason we'd have a exactly. Yeah, sure. Well, that's the only reason we'd have a West Ham asset, and it's because they're cheap in the defense. Um, and same with your opinion, really. I mean, he's good, but I don't. I don't know where the real value. Like, 
who are the defenders that you'd if you were doing a free you'd be like i need that guy i don't think there's anyone no especially we're playing three at the back right like you're just you're just hoping for a clean six points and keep it moving so i yeah just just something to consider maybe you should look at you know trying to switch up your formation a bit and then you only have to play three at the back so um it's tough though when you're trying to fit in the three premium but i think that's the right play because it's differential so Looks like you're moving in the right direction. You have uh, many drinks ahead of you. You and I will be reunited in Milwaukee, Wisconsin mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. other FPL Blues podcast supporter, your lovely girlfriend, Sammy Grady. And we will be drinking both Saturday and Friday nights for one of our uh, <laughs> a wedding we're going to be attending. So lots of tinkers, especially since I have two free transfers. And let's move it on to the final part of the podcast where we talk about our moves. We've just previewed Eamon's great looking free hit. Good start there. So we'll cover Bucks since he's not here. He's looking at rolling. He's actually taken hits in the last two game weeks to set his team up. He has nine double game weekers. Looks in a good position. He's probably going to start trips and start Isak, both playing at home to Southampton. And then he'll have nine double game week players, I believe. So um yeah easy 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 hold for him so i'm in a different position i have two double game i actually have excuse me two free transfers and 0.8 in the bank so i'm really trying to like figure out what the f to do with my team amen it's kind of the curse of having two free transfers like by no means do i need to make them but i certainly will so taking a look at my team which i'm gonna just drop on the zoom right here for you to check out that was smooth. Wow. That so smooth. Bruno is my cash cow. He's 9.8 million or whatever, but I could get him all the way up to KDB this week, which would be kind of in line with a lot of the free hits that I am jealous of where you have Sala, Holland and KDB. And so what I'm thinking about doing is taking a minus four, making three moves and doing Bruno trips and Tony to KDB, TAA, and Greenwood. This will give me nine double game week players. I'll be starting Raya in goal and then Isak versus Southampton at home and hope that he starts in that match, whether it's the lone striker or next to somebody like Wilson who just bagged a brace. But given Wilson's tendency to get injured, I think that he'll probably get rotated or will play less minutes than Isak. And I just confident in the attack right now for Newcastle. So moving out trips is a little bit controversial. I'll have to get him back for double game week 36. But when I look at this double game week, I can have Shaw TAA and a stupid neon. That's pretty much a template back line for a lot of free hit teams. So it makes sense for me. Um, and I think is kind of the route I'm going. I love KDB. He's just such a scintillating mastermind of a player and if he starts both matches and plays 130 minutes i think he's in for 15 points pretty easily in those games so what do you think of those moves as a minus four yo i don't like any of them honestly (laughs) no i'm not joking i mean like you don't want to get rid of bruno before all this you know i mean tony tony's fine you know i i don't know whether you're i don't know where the upside is here i mean kdb is a gamble like you want KDB. We all want KDB. And I, I'm chasing. Frankly, like I'm chasing, and that's why it makes sense for me to gamble. Like at 188K, yeah. it's like, how can I make up ground on the rest of my 
core mini leagues in my overall rank. And KDB is that player. Not many players. Yeah, but you, no one has Bruno. No, not many people have Bruno. Yeah, that's true. Bruno's I mean, already his, your guy. His ownership is, yeah, 7%. So, you know, that's overall in the game. And most of those are probably Man U fans who aren't even playing uh, FPL anymore at this point in the season. Yeah. <laughs> I um I don't know I just I think Bruno's a huge differential for you and I think he's a good he's a good player to have I mean you said he hit the underside of the crossbar today great um yeah I don't know man I I don't really see it I mean I don't know where your upside is Jota rotation risk Mares get the hell out of here um I don't know I I don't see it also I'm you know I'm not telling you what to, I don't know what I would do with your team honestly. Because I look at like the high upside players like the De Bruyne's, and I don't know how you'd even get them in. So um, I, I mean, I don't like Solly March. So what yeah. I do? Well, I'm not. I'm not going to be removing cheap double game week players at this point in the season. So um, especially they <laughs> yeah, have yeah. they have three double game weeks, right? So I think for me, it's like I need to have Trent. So Tony has to go to make room for that. Tony served me very valiantly. I think he's you have player. Don't you? Oh, I no, just you sorry. I was just wrong. making yeah, those yeah. moves. So I would gotcha, do, gotcha. you know, Greenwood in for Tony to fund Henry to TAA, and that looks great. And then I have one point four in the bank to like take a hit. So if I went this route and kept Bruno, I could go to Raya to Ederson. But like I've said, like I don't really believe right now in the defense for, um, you know, for City, and I think they they give up a lot of goals at the end of games. So. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm probably leaning to just punting on KDB because it's fun and I just want to have him. And I'll have him for the rest of the season where they're also going to play all these easy fixtures. So even when he does get rotated, they still have Fulham, West Ham, yeah, yeah, Leeds, be, Everton, yeah. Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford. Like there's not a top six team in that whole list, right? So that mm-hmm. is also pretty helpful um, when it comes down to the end of the season running. So, all right. What Captain I C. Captain can I, can C. I give you my opinion on what you should Oh, do? sure. Sure. Go ahead. we got a few more minutes before we get out of here. All right. Just just one transfer to bank the other one. I, I think your team's looking good. I wouldn't sweat it. I don't think it's worth making wholesale changes just for, you know. And I and I know you're like, I'm chasing, but it's like at the end of the day, a point's a point, you know? Like, just maximize your points, your own points, and you'll climb, you know? That's my take. I'll tell you what, this is on the record because we're recording right now. So we'll we'll reassess this at the end of this game week, and I would love to see what happens. Yeah, you 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 think I should hold Bruno? Where I'm thinking about fucking him off. So we'll, we'll I would we'll definitely see. think about holding Bruno. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think um, you know it, it's it's a good position to be in. And again, it's kind of like the curse of having two free transfers. Like I want to use both of them, um, and because I've kind of planned out some of my other moves, but TA will definitely be in my side. And that's that's a done deal. So I'll have just to make up my mind on what the hit would be. The Jota thing, I think he could go big, but he's even riskier than KDB. He's so expensive. And so he's so expensive. Yeah, he's 8. As, well. 8. 8.9. as a striker who gets four points a goal and not necessarily bonus, like, oh my God. I mean, you have to be able to free hit to get him in, in my opinion. Like, my God. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. Eamon, thank you very much for joining me on the pod this week. You're a beautiful mistress, and I'm so glad that we got you on. I think uh, Bucks has had some choice words for you in the past because um, he really wanted to have you on the pod, but there was some beef that had to be squashed. So we can <laughs> we can maybe have a threesome at another time and, and hash that out. 
on the airwaves, but where can our listeners uh, find everything about Holy Pinto? Oh, literally, you can just Google it. That's the joy of having a a really terrible and unique band name. Uh, you can always just Google Holy Pinto or Instagram at Holy Pinto, Twitter at Holy Pinto, Facebook at Holy Pinto Band because someone got that before me, apparently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just check it out. Come hang out. Hit me up. If you ever want actual good FPL advice, I would ignore this pod and just hit me up direct. Is that all the good info they get from me anyway? That's uh, <laughs> never find out how the sausage is made. You found out how it is this week. And yeah, from yeah. from our intern, our stats and analyst uh, <laughs> intern, right? Thank you. Thank you for uh, letting yeah. the listeners know that you've accepted the position as a full time unpaid uh, uh, role. I heard this role was paid, so uh, we're going to have to have some. Uh... <laughs> All right. Yeah. And Eamon is on tour quite frequently, too. So check him out on the airwave. So thank you very much for tuning in this double game week 34 episode best of luck green arrows to come this is going to be a massive double game week i'm expecting easily over 100 points this double game week so good luck out there and hopefully we will ride the high into the end of the season sunset thanks a lot Eamon. hope you had a blast and we'll do it again soon cheers man